Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Hello and welcome to another edition of Career Crossroads, hosted Expertise. I'm Chris Wick, president of CXR, and you're joining us for the next few minutes to hear from an industry leader or practitioner who will share with you one lesson, one how-to, one milestone uh, that they've actually found worthy of your time. So we do these in quick conversations that are typically no more than about 10 minutes and that touch on any number of topics such as diversity and inclusion, uh, ethics and hiring, recruiting automation and tech, uh, and a number of other areas that actually were identified by nearly 150 talent leaders from multinational corporations. Each week, you can listen in live and participate with questions uh, and live chat, or you can find any of these episodes on our website at cxr.works, uh, our Career Cro uh, Crossroads podcast, or in uh, our, our new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash career crossroads. Now, if you're with us live, uh, you have the ability to ask a question at any time through the session, and if we have the chance, we'll try to answer it. Uh, if we do run out of time, or if there are additional questions that come in or you think of later, you can find us over at the Open and Public Exchange that's hosted by CXR, and that's at www.cxr.org slash talent talks. So with all of that being said, let's get started with today's guest, Madeline Loreno. Madeline is a very well-respected industry analyst and founder of Aptitude Research. Welcome to the show, Madeline. Thank you, Chris. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> so, Madeline, our topic today is around building the foundation of talent technology within an organization. So, throwing you right on the spot, given your experience and expertise, what's something that you want our listeners to understand about their existing or future tech stacks? Yes, it's so important. We just did this big research study um, in partnership with Beamery, but it's all around this foundation. It's around thinking about what do we need to consider in our TA tech stack before we even make this investment? So many companies are excited for new technology. There's so much, especially in this, this year that we've had, we found 44% of companies are investing in new technology, which is exciting, but oftentimes they don't have the foundation in place. And the foundation is really integration. So thinking about how are you gonna have a strategy around integration, work with IT, think about you know, an open API strategy and how you're gonna work with your providers. How are you going to think about data management? So really having quality of quality data, what data are you starting with? How are you going to maintain that data, clean up that data, everything that goes into that. And then the final piece is automation. You know, I think it's a big topic. I know it's a big topic that we've talked a lot about, but how do we think about really a strategic approach for automation? And, you know, something I think that's near and dear to Jerry's heart, which is automation for the candidate. Why are we just thinking about moving someone along efficiently? How does this benefit the candidate? And so how does somebody go about sort of putting something like this together? Is, it, is there a template? Is there a roadmap? Is it, do you just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks? I mean, what do you advise there? Yeah, so I would say it really starts with three things. We found three things in a very strong foundation. And the three things are start early. Don't wait until after you've invested in technology during the implementation process, after implementation. Start even before you're thinking about technology to put a strategy in place for integration your data management, and then your automation. Um, the second piece is identify the KPIs. What drives success? What's important to your stakeholders? What's important to IT? You know, one in three companies said that IT views talent acquisition technology as low priority. That's really a big frustration when you think about integration and data management. How do we build this relationship earlier in the process and, and understand what those KPIs are? And then the final piece is establishing ownership. 
what's the responsibility of IT? What's the responsibility of TA and HR? And then what's the responsibility of our, of our vendors? They have to be responsible for some of these aspects too. And oftentimes, uh, you know, we're just kind of blaming IT instead of turning to the vendor and saying, what are you doing to help solve this? Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned integration as being sort of a focal point out front. I can't tell you how many times we have seen some pretty impressive uh, tech stacks that seem sort of hobbled together, sort of just sort of pasted and, and stuck and working and all of them reliant on every single one of them working perfectly. I mean, what, what would be a big watch out for someone who's maybe already in a very complicated uh, tech stack, who's already got a solution in play that, you know, this front end piece relies on this back end piece that relies on this vendor that relies on this API, like, what are they supposed to do at this point? Yeah, it's such a good question and it comes up all the time, right? I think I, I was just on a call with a company and they said, um, our systems do not work together. We've got all these, these great technology systems. They don't work together. We, we can't make sense of the data. So I think it's um, really thinking about open APIs. I mean, it sounds like an obvious thing to think about, but you really have to think about providers that do have the, that open API strategy. And then you have to get really granular when you're investing in new technology on asking questions. Is this an API REST model? Um, you know, are these bi-directional APIs? What, what's the process? And I'd say the, the final piece that I would really dig deep in is ask other companies. If you're investing in new technology, you have a tech stack in place, and talk to your peers. This industry is so amazing because people share their experiences. That's not true in other industries. And you know, what you've built with the colloquium is so impressive because that's an opportunity for people to ask each other you know, how does this work? I'm just, I'm looking at this new technology for the first time. How does it integrate with, with what I have in place? And they, and you can learn so much from that. Well, I think that's another good point too. You know, and again, I, I hate to, you know, be stuck on integrations, but the topic that keeps coming up in some of our meetings and when we look at other vendors in the space is platform fatigue, yeah. right? Give, giving recruiters or giving leaders or giving uh, users just yet another place to go log in and manage. Uh, are APIs the solution to that, or should should leaders be looking at um, you know vendors that actually have more of a robust suite of offerings? Yeah, it's a, that's a great question. It's you know I think the ideal situation is you're managing less vendors, right? You don't have to think about ten different relationships with vendors. The ideal situation is you have less vendors to manage. Um, the challenge is do they have the depth and functionality to do what you need them to do? And if they can do both, I don't think you have to sacrifice in an ideal world one for the other, depth and functionality for integration. You should be able to get both with the way that these companies are going. Um, but if that's not the case, you're going to have to go for an integration strategy model. Yeah, yeah, we've got, an, and we've, I think that's great. And we've got an interesting comment uh, that's already come in in the chat about, with regards to pilots. Yeah. Now, Mal, if, if I'm a TA leader, and I've got five technologies uh, that I'm considering or augmenting, right, or moving into, how do I go about asking for a pilot? Like, I mean, do I just ask for a pilot? I mean, how do, how do I go about sort of standing up for myself and saying, I, I got to try before I buy? I love the idea of a pilot. So I love this question. And um, I think the pilot is a really smart uh, thing to think about. I think a lot of large companies are doing that, right? You can go to smaller providers and say, we want to test this out. And they're gonna say yes, because I, especially with everyone that's probably on this call today, you're large companies, you've got great brands, you are sophisticated TA leaders, they're gonna to wanna to do a pilot with you. I absolutely think you should ask. I think where I would caution and uh, be a little hesitant is running too many pilots at the same time. 
There's a couple examples of companies that have done that where they almost do like a, a pilot hackathon where they kind of bring in a bunch of vendors and say, we're going to run some pilots and we're going to run like five pilots at the same time. That's a lot. That's still a lot to manage. You're not going to see the results, you know, really be very judicious that if you're running a pilot, this is something you're, you're pretty far down the path with. Five pilots at the same time sounds so exhausting. Exhausting. I, I don't even want, I just don't even want to think about it. Yeah. So another piece uh, that I want to touch base on uh, sort of quickly before we wrap up is the accountability factor, right? Measuring the results. Like how, how does someone know if their tech stack is a success? Uh, and, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But how do they know if what they're doing is, is the best for them and whether or not they should look on or look to add something to it or, or remove something from it? Yeah. So to me, the number one, the number one thing is adoption. Are people using this? And it sounds so simple and so basic, but it's so often not the case, right? Especially if we look at like the recruitment marketing space and the CRM space, companies are investing in this technology and then they're not able to adopt it because it's complex and they don't have the, the skills internally. Um, we found that only 2% of companies are adopting all the capabilities of their recruitment marketing platforms. So that's, that's quite an investment and then not to see that adoption. Wait, wait. I want to make sure I heard that right. Only 2% are at full adoption. Is that what's full going adoption. on? Yeah, of all the capabilities. And I think it's, you know, it's, there's two parts to that, right? Because a lot of these providers offer so much. Companies don't need everything. Um, so that's one piece of it. But the other piece is it's just too complicated for a lot of users to really get the most out of. Do, do you think that it's because organizations are buying a vendor that does uh, A to Z and the organization actually only wants like A to F? I think that's part of it. And I think even if they did want A to Z, the training and the change management that would need to take place um, isn't getting provided from the vendor. And the organization really has to think about where that's going to come from. Oh my God, change management and tech rollout and adoption could be a whole nother, that's a one hour webinar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Madeline, thank you so much for your insights today. We, we really appreciate the, the quick chat. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So next week, uh, I've got Nick Maley in the hot seat uh, to address the age-old question and challenge around whether to build or buy the talent that you need to be successful. Nick is uh, obviously a longtime friend and member of Career Crossroads and, and is the VP of Talent Acquisition at Equinox and always fun to have on the show. I think I think the last time he joined us may have been in an uncorked session and we crushed a few bottles of Justin Isosceles. Uh, anyhow, he'll be back with us on December 3rd uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern, and you're not going to want to miss it. But until then, we hope we see everyone online at www.cxr.work slash talent talks. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.